if you want access to the Discord community and our entire premium content, hit it up right now. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales or rockfin.com forward slash red pill tamales. Sas. The days we give the babysitter the day off, yeah. it gets real hectic in the morning. This is RPT, Red Pill Tamales. Um, I know my kids were running a PSYOP. I think my kids are secretly intelligence agency, like little spy kids, like like the fucking movie, except except they doing an insurrection in my house. <laughs> it's like it's movie. like a state within a state. It's a coup. They're generating a coup in yeah, the they, house. Yeah, they doing a coup d'etat. I thought I was in charge. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know what, Daddy? I think I am going to go to school. <laughs> I was like, she's like, yeah, I'm not that sick after all. Just give me a little bit of medicine. I go upstairs, brush my teeth. We, we go, uh, cool. you drop me off. You can make it to work. The Gucci. And I'm just like, bro, I still got to run and get diapers. It's a lot going on uh, in the in the behind-the-scenes production of RPT. As you can see, we got it nicely dim up in here. If you're not watching us on YouTube, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, Rob has on a uh, badass Santa Claus hat. Hello, everybody. Sancho Claus. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Keep it on the DL, though. You know what I'm saying? saying? Can only hey. be slinging it, you know, on the DL. Yeah, he's, he's you know... Some of them reindeer. Te traigo tu presente. He like, he like, reindeer can't talk if I harass them. Yeah, I like them reindeer games, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Reindeer games. Hello. But yeah, oh, oh, what happened? What happened? Uh, I think my headphones cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Whoa, that freaked me out. I thought everything. <laughs> I was like, I'm officially deaf now. <laughs> check, check. Okay, okay, okay. okay I guess it got a little, it's loose. Uh, any slight wiggle. I got a list. It's a game of, I got a list. It is a game changer. I got a list of things that we're going to upgrade going into the new year for the studio. So if you want to support and get bonus content, where can they get it, Jingo? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Become a member of the Thea, the only intelligence agency that gives a jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. <clears> and there's different tiers. Don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. But there's a $1 tier where you get to be in the popping ass Discord chat room. Yep. 24 7. Matter of fact, 25 8. You know, while you're there, uh, go ahead and leave a, a review and a, and, a, and a rating on iTunes. We're going to start reading those, some of the best ones. One, uh, It's in our group. I don't know if you want to rush to your phone, Chingo, but mm-hmm. I sent Chingo my soul one that's in Spanish. And it kind of hits different when it's in Spanish, right? So uh, I'll send it to Chingo again so he can read it a little bit later on the podcast. But if you have one, it's a good review. We'll read it on the podcast. We'll give you a shout out, whatever oh, your Oh, so it's a is. review in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's in our group uh, to, for me, you, and for, with me, you, and Soul. And, uh, and it was one of those reviews, you know, and one of those ratings where it's like a five-star rating and a review that kind of embodies what we've been trying to accomplish here at RPT for almost two years now. Right, let me see. No, that's that's something. Oh, okay, okay. El comentario aquí from Tijuana 74. And it's a, it says, muy chingones. Me fascina el modo de su comentario. Está puro fuego. Okay, I don't know about the Spanish, bro. Yeah, it's still in Spanish. Yeah, I don't know. This uh, this might be intelligence agency right here. <laughs> Está puro fuego. I wouldn't have said it like that, but hey, I'm not going to call you a fed out the gate. Uh, sigue lechando pa' adelante, mi compita. Usted es un tipo de revol- ah, cabrón, revolucionario que hace mucha falta en nuestra comunidad, compadre. Como latinoamericanos y como miembros de la sociedad que es USA. Usted sí es un verdadero orgullo hispano. Bendiciones. Este güey no es fed. Este güey es in, <laughs> inteligente, güey. He knows talent. He, he appreciates... All a, of a sudden, he, he ain't a fed. He's talent. He's he appreciates team. a good show. He's puro feria team. You know, he likes a good show. He likes to talk about tamales. Uh, let's dive into something very controversial. Hit it. These are kitchen table subjects. All right, Rob, what is your beef with ketchup on tamales? Uh, I just don't think it's a good mixture, all right? Mm-hmm. The only thing that ketchup goes on are three things. It's burgers, fries, and eggs. And that's just me. Okay, now, you see why we, it's like a game show. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's why we got a dim up in here. Thank All right, you. moving on. Next question. Dun. Robert. Yes. Dun. Where were you on January 6th? <laughs> okay, now, mayo. Here, actually. Mayonesa. On Mayon- I don't like mayonesa on anything. Nothing. Wow. I think it's one of the most disgusting condiments wow. right up there with mustard. Have you ever had it with ceviche on a, on a tostada, um, Tijuana style? Like Never. Baja California style? I don't like ceviche because I don't like onions and all that shit. I don't like onions, tomatoes. Okay, so now you're missing out on the world of ceviche. Okay. Uh, so you don't like condiments. Oh, dressing on a salad. 
Dressing on a salad, no. We, uh, we also don't do dressing on a salad. It's too many calories. Oh, my God. We get, yeah, but it has nothing to do with taste, though, right? It has nothing to do with the taste palette. I don't really like the taste of, like, man, there's like a like a vinaigrette, maybe, right? You know, it's a little, it's light. It's kind of, like, you know, oily and kind of tart and sour. But I don't like that shit. Ranch, you know, people that douse their salads in ranch, what are you doing? Oh, you would hate you would hate Jersey Mike's, uh, Mike's, Mike's style, Mike's way. I'll tell you why I'll hate it, because Chino sends me a picture. He's like... Juan didn't care for much. Didn't care for it much, but this is the way you got to order. I said, "Which way is that?" You said Mike's way, right? Is it called Mike's way? Or? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if Juan opted out. Yeah. and played it safe. The way Chingo described it, like he does many foods, he goes into detail. But the part that really stuck out was that they drench it in all of the dressings. It's it's a, it's like a, a red wine vinegar, and there's a, something about the acidity of that, and then the the te- the mouth feel. Of like that oil, yeah, right, and then once you hit it with the like little oregano Italian spices on top, like little uh, aromatics. Okay, so now you've taken a good fresh bread, and now you—it's as if you just dipped it in a little bit of oil with that stuff in it. So now it just adds; it amplifies the whole. You know, obviously it lubricates the sandwich as well. Sometimes you need lubrication. You know what I'm saying? Just like mayo is—that's a hell of a food lube. You know. <laughs> Hell of a food loop. Yeah, well, tamales. Look, look at tamales. Tamales. That masa got to have a, a lot of fat in it, which, which in a way is a lubricant. Otherwise, you're gonna be choking on dry ass cornmeal. Yeah, but if the if the meat's juicy like it's supposed to be. Like, yeah, but the masa can't be dry, bro. No, no, you're right. The masa can't be dry. It can't be fat free. That's no. that dog. Ain't I'm not. Going I'm hurt. not fat free. I'm not about fat free whatsoever. So go on about these tamales because you about the. Uh... Now, well, my brother said, and uh, so we went to this, this spot, and uh, I was in uh, San Marcos, uh, San Marcos. Yeah, I was in New Braunfels, San Marcos, over the weekend visiting some family. We went to some uh, this popping taco shop called uh, Lolias, Lolis. I think it was Lolis. Mm-hmm. He called it Lolas. His wife said it was Lolis. Whatever. Fantastic. The line was like a Starbucks line. And my brother said, no, nah, fuck that. We're going to go. We're going to walk up. It's a little, it's literally probably the size of like a, a room, like a 10 by 10. You have about nine Mexicans in there and they're all speaking Spanish. Like, mija, si, hija, acá, por otra vez. You know, they're all just doing their thing. They're, they got like a system. They got like that early McDonald's system from that that doc where it shows you how the McDonald's, you know, mm-hmm. was found, founder, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And it was bomb. That was a bomb. But the point was that the, he goes, if I wait right here, I've done it before because I don't want to get out of my car. There's an hour wait in your car for these tacos. We go up, we just park behind it. There was nobody at the, at the window. You could take, you could order at the window. Kind of like walking into a Starbucks, which I choose to do because fuck a Starbucks line. Mm-hmm. We got them in 10 minutes mm-hmm. and we just left. It's like a separate small, it's a separate kitchen. No, it's it like a separate, uh, like the like you were saying, the way they got the layout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had the window, you know, like for instance, do you go to a Starbucks window often? If it's long, if it's long or what do you do? Well, no, you're right because Starbucks they got like two little teams. It's like an AP, A team, B team. Exactly. So you got some people like, hey man, we on drive through. Yeah. Don't be calling me over there to check up. Do y'all have the Impossible Breakfast Sandwich? Yeah. yeah. So do you think it's just laziness or people just aren't aware of that? No, like um, if the line is like outside of the meaning, shopping strip. So like for example, like if the drive through is crazy, do you walk into yes. the store? I try that. I, I do that. Okay. You're smart man. Yeah, though. I do that. Smart man. Because I and for me. I, I think about it like they got two separate teams in there. Yeah, but so we had tacos and the day before that we had tamales and uh, I forgot where he got those from, another spot in San Marcos. And they were good. He was like, you got to squeeze fresh lemon on them. Never done that. Don't really care for lemon in my water or my food. So I have to try it eventually, I guess. You ever had a Greek salad from Papa's Seafood with some motherfucking lemon on that Never. Bitch, with the feta cheese. and uh, I do boy. like feta. Feta. You fuck with olives? Probably not. I hate olives. Okay, see? Um, well, you blue got a long list of stuff you don't fuck with. She likes blue cheese stuffed olives. Yeah. You ever had those? Uh, I don't think I ever had that. That's her favorite. But you ever had a wedge salad with that blue cheese on that no, thing? I don't like blue cheese. <laughs> Real quick, we want to take time to shout out our sponsors. Shout out to, uh, man, These this is family, bro. This, these are the homies. Y'all know I still put out singles from time to time. I'm always complaining. I don't get in the studio enough. But when I do, and I want to release a hot track to all my listeners on Apple Music, Spotify, I gotta, I make sure I deal with my people. So South Music Distribution, you know, they handle all the digital. And, uh, dude, they deal business to business. They deal with artists, you know, mainly. So it's not even really something that the average listener can really take advantage of per se. However, you can go on there and shop on their website. They got vinyl, uh, some classic titles and, and special releases and stuff like that. Follow them on Instagram. So South TX. But uh, even though they mainly deal with like global distribution of artists and, and things like that, 
um they're like hey we want to show love to the podcast we work with you already we support what you do support your voice and um you know keep it going so we appreciate the love so south uh make sure you follow them on instagram so south tx and of course hit up the website so south.com if you're an artist and you need services like marketing consulting they do all that too uh they make sure they get all your royalties all your publishing in more markets they even submit your music for like movies television commercials and media go get you go get some more info right now hit up the website so south.com um big friends of the podcast and big friends in real life we do a lot of business together and go stream my old catalog all my old titles brought to you by so south get on spotify go on apple music so south make sure all my music is everywhere when you're looking for it much love back to the show <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> yes and motherfucker you're supposed to improvise and build on to the scene yes and uh, i'm getting yes to i it. like yes I'm i like feta and blue cheese i do like feta i said okay. yes feta and no, no, i'm fucking with you but no I, I love talking about food and um it's also a good reminder that like everything's subjective everybody has different taste buds like my wife she'll be like oh my god olives are disgusting or like or like tomatoes in a certain form you, you know do love mean? talking about food you do love I, food. I do. You're a foodie like a motherfucker. I kind of just look at it like from a science side. Now, when you were telling me about the Hill Country restaurant having all that uh, an hour wait, what the hell am I doing with a political podcast? <laughs> I, that's a gold mind. Yeah. What they got going on over there, mm -hmm. bro. It, we spent $70 on tacos. You had... Oh, my God. The economics of it. Like, I don't know. Maybe their rent is higher than like if you were just... On, you know, just on the north side somewhere uh, or whatever. You think the little the little shop would be higher? Yeah, no, like I'm factoring in the economics. Like, like the way I picture that Central Texas area now, mm -hmm. it's so nice. it reminds me of places in California where it's like, like, um, oh, you got the wineries, and you know mm -hmm. the city is not that far, but you know a lot of these big tech motherfuckers are starting the yuppies. They are actually, They're yeah, big and it's time. the same thing where it's kind of like you might see someone who's who's lived. Uh, for like ten generations in Canyon Lake or something, and then all of a sudden, and Lake. then all of a sudden, <laughs> you sound like the gentrifier <laughs> in this equation. Oh yeah, I love to show up, <laughs> but um, facts. Yeah, so like somebody who just is like ten generations deep in Canyon Lake, and then you get a different culture yeah. coming in. You know, like on some, we being invaded. P pretty much, I'm sure that's how they <laughs> see it, dude. Because with all of this, like the moving, like Central Texas area, like they they've seen some of the biggest spikes in, in people moving there since 2020 than anywhere else in Texas. My sister, my brother-in-law, were gonna buy a house. They were like super close to buying a house in the hill country. Probably, if I had to guess, about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Oof, but that'd be fucking a gold mine. Well, they were like about to pull the trigger, and I don't know what happened. Like, oh, he he was out of the country, and they needed those papers signed, and they sold it to someone else. It was some type Damn. of little loophole, like Sketch. yeah, to where they wouldn't accept my my sister's uh, signature for the thing because he's the man. Something he was out of town, and in this case, I can't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. It was probably he was out of the country, but um, but yeah, bro, about ten years ago, like yeah, it was high, but not probably how like it is now. Would you uh, would you have considered buying a house out there ten years ago or now even? In Central Texas or anywhere even in the Hill Country-ish area? Oof. 10 years ago is not a good time, sir. Ten, uh, <laughs> what did we have 10 years For ago? For me, motherfucker. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're For right. me. Uh, what about now? Looking, uh, looking well, forward. Well, now, now, well, yeah, of course. It's it's a, Who wouldn't? It's like more real estate, the better, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, would you like a thousand acres? Yeah. I'll take it. You want an island? Fuck yeah. <laughs> but it's like... You want a bunker underneath it? But it's it? like, are y'all ready to move out of the city? Like, are y'all about to go to the boonies now? Or, or are you just going to do... Just go up north a little bit, Montgomery County? Right. You do Get like about that Harris area. County? You do like that area. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I know a bunch of people. Like, for example, you got a 10th planet in New Caney. Mm -hmm. um, and then for like a lot of startup homes and shit, like for other people, that like it's growing where like humble you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you got these like little young construction workers and shit like high school sweetheart boom hey check it out hey we got a nice garage like it's new yeah you got a yard ain't nobody shooting and shit in the right. middle of the night well an humble yeah maybe a couple of little gunshots but um and then you have then you have another um jujitsu gym in magnolia you know what i'm saying so like yeah 
You got so options. To, to raise a family, yeah. right? Like there's probably going to be a, a legit church out there and you're going to have access to some jujitsu gyms where depending on where you're at, you, maybe 20 minutes. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. You know. But yeah, we're already far from the rest of our family, so. You know, sometimes it's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? It depends on your situation. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just speak for myself. Sometimes it's not a bad thing. Damn, right? <laughs> just kidding. Lord have mercy. Just kidding. They're like, motherfucker, we ain't trying to visit you anyway. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the guys sure ain't. They sure ain't. All right. So uh, so Brandon tweeted some shit. What the hell Brandon tweeted? Huh? Uh, let me pull it up, actually. I want to see, because sometimes, like, I don't know. How do you think he gets up and, and goes to Twitter? Do you think that he's given something and then he tweets it? Or he ain't he, tweeting, bro. Come you, on. You don't think he's tweeting anything? Empty soup. Empty this, soup. This is what the deep state needs. They need somebody that's, they got blackmail on him, and he ain't all there, and we gonna hide him in the basement, he ain't gonna campaign, and you know what I'm saying? He's down to play ball. He's 10% for the big guy. 10%, at least. 10% for the big guy. Let's see here. Thanks to American inequality, American engineers, and American auto workers, we're making it. Hey, that's one thing about Joe. Ingenuity, bro. sorry. Hey, that's one thing, let's cut you off. That's one thing about Joe Biden, bro. He ain't greedy, bro. He could have been like, man, I need 20%. 25% for the, you know what 40% for the big guy you think that would have been too obvious though he was like, just, 10, you know, he's, 10. Like, man, he's like man let me just you know what I'm talking about like, just do, wet my hand real quick what do music managers take right he, he was like let me just skim yeah just give me a little bit off the top let me get my beak wet as they say you know you know, we got a lot of expenses they take a little bit more off the top this motherfucker said because of American ingenuity not an equity American engineers and American auto workers were making it easier to buy American made electric vehicles and we're just getting started this is f- f- hilarious because Juan and I were just having this conversation just talking about EVs, and this is totally not even on today's topics, but I want to ask you because I've never asked you, what do you really think about the EV explosion for automakers? Uh, the Not even like really thinking about the going green part of it, but just like electric vehicles and the push for everybody to have one, and that this is like the decade for going green and electric cars and all that shit. Boy, that's a loaded question, bro. It sure is. You asked me about 10 things. <laughs> Let's get some virality out of this <laughs> he segment about right here. 10 things. Yeah, motherfucker, be viral. Be viral. You got 15 seconds. It's like, it's like you work at TV. <laughs> it's like you on TV. And what do you think, Chingo Bling? We have a guest here, Chingo Bling. What do you think? You have uh, 10 seconds and go. And in the book Fossil Future by Alex <laughs> Epstein, um, you know, there's so much to unpack there. But for the most part, because you said... How do you see the explosion? You know, how do you justify all of a sudden there's alleged demand? Mm-hmm. Not to mention that you have probably all type of subsidies with, you know, with taxpayer money mm-hmm. subsidizing, uh, trying to incentivize General Motors in them to like, hey, man, hey, borrow. We trying to keep the narrative going. Yeah. It ain't working unless y'all at least pretend to want to make a little fucking volt or whatever, mm-hmm. an EV. And it's like, all right, what's in it for us? What's in it? What's in it for the little guy? And they give him like some type of incentives and like tax uh, subsidies and stuff. Uh, a lot of them big companies got it. Elon Musk too, I believe. Yeah. So, um, do you like EV? Like the world of EVs? Like, think it's a good idea? From what I've <clears throat> learned uh, thus far, as of late, I'm not a big, big, big fan of it. The idea sounds great, especially mm-hmm. when you're framing it in a way that humans. Uh, every time human affects the climate, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We have an anti-human bias. Another thing that they try to say is they say, well, our ancestors, Rob, mm-hmm. had all, you know, Mother Earth was giving them more plentiful, right? Because we're humans and we're abusing and we're wasteful and there's arguably less now while you're polluting. You're using more as if it's finite, right? Right. As if there's not enough. You use them more. And it's like, okay, so you're telling me that the people in 1883 and 1923 had it better than us, where you, you can sustain billions of people and a lot of people did were able to get out of poverty. It's like a poverty vaccine. Right. That's one of the best ways I heard it framed. It's a poverty vaccine, fossil fuels, which that was a brand, that was a label that was created. So in other words, a poverty vaccine. That's it's a like a poverty to... vaccine. Millions and billions, billions and billions, billions. and billions. It's gonna be huge. Uh, we're able to lift out of you know. You right, able to have. Right. You able to energize poor people in in these in all these countries. So if you're telling me that the people in 1883 had more resources than us in modern day, and no, what it is is humans affect the climate by turning unusable 
natural resources into functional, practical poverty vaccine-like uses. Mm. Meaning, you're telling me that the people running around fighting Comanches on horseback, I'm like, y'all were running around on top of oil that y'all didn't know what to do with Mm. until, you know, the combustion uh, engine and until this industry to now modern day, you could just have a drone drop off a fucking Amazon Uber Eats. That's true. Are are you looking forward to that when you can have a drone just drop your package off over your house? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, this is a, this is going to be like an old man moment where I'm like, "Ah, I don't trust those damn drones. Like, (laughs) I, Grandpa's always he's paint, he's pointing at the drones again. He's Mom. always looking at the sky, screaming. Yeah, metelo, metelo, yeah, metelo. Uh, shaking drones. his fist at the drones. Yeah, yeah. It's like Grandpa Dr- Simpson. Pinche drones. No, te estoy diciendo, nos están espiando. <laughs> Mija, you're being surveilled. Hey, okay, the internet. Dad. There's censorship on the internet. Hey, he's worried about the drone. Let's get you your warm milk. Yeah. Come inside. Let's get you your warm cup of milk. Tu cabecito con tu panecito. Let's watch a uh, matlock. Mash Dukes of Hazard. Fuck yeah Shout out The General Lee It's a Charger Not a Challenger Yeah no I heard that episode You were right Um, So But staying on this subject So I I told Juan uh, In 2000 I think in 2000 I said I was like I don't see this I don't like the whole boom Of the electric vehicle Because I don't think It's practical right Obviously I'm not a scholar of Of any sort But when it comes to like Applications of like We're gonna have all Government fleets All UPS FedEx trucks All semi trucks Everybody in there Is gonna have You know Every common suburban You know Mother and, and father Are gonna have electric vehicles And it just none of it has ever made any sense. Ever, 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 ever. Teslas are cool. I think they're fast. They're like it, little go-karts. It used to make sense to me. How so? In a lot of ways. Um, it sounded great. Or it what was, aspect of it, I guess. Like, right? like, like it's, I, I, was, I was told, the opinion was assigned to me, based on data that no one was allowed to see, that mm-hmm. was synthesized by someone else, which is propagated out to mm-hmm. media. And I didn't even understand how the media worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, the opinion was assigned to me that... These were going to be healthier and better and greener, and it's going to save the environment, and we can save and be efficient, right? Because when mm-hmm. you go to school, when you go to camp, little summer camp or whatever, they're like, y'all got to take quick, y'all got to quick with the showers because we all about conservation, right? Or whatever, right? They're trying to teach you all that stuff. So yeah, I had already been primed, and um, ¿cómo se dice, güey? Me asustaron, güey. El pinche mundo es acabar, compadre. Hey, we got 12 years, homie. Ya dijo AOC. Every 12 years is every 12 years. Or they're like, we're going to freeze. No, no, we're going to be, no, we're going to, it's going to be too hot. Too much carbon. Too much CO2. And it's like, too much plant food? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. You got it all wrong, single boy. Oh, dude. Uh, my jiu-jitsu coach. <laughs> I love this guy. I want to meet this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's, a, he's a great instructor. Oh, by the way, I don't know if y'all heard, but I got my two stripes. Two stripes. Holla. Two stripes. Two. Anybody need two stripes? Holla at me. So that was a nice surprise. Um, so we were like sweating our asses off. This is probably like last week in, in the bodega. We're, you know, we're drilling and I forget what the hell we had to do at the end. Some type of gauntlet of some sort. And, uh, and he's like, oh, I just want to remind y'all that it's like December 15th or whatever it was. And y'all are all super sweaty. You know, like, just that little joke about the weather. Like, Houston. It's a Houston type of joke. Yeah. It's so erratic. And uh, and I think someone I think someone did say, climate change or something like that, right? Yeah. And uh, boom, he just busted out real quick. Sas, ¿cuál talking point te doy, compadre? ¿Cuál pinche talking point quieres? And it was like, actually, all the climates of all the planets in the solar system are changing. It has nothing to do with you. Anyway, moving on. So here's what we're doing. And I was like, yeah, good, because... You have a lot of pseudoscience and junk science. I'll give you an example. So remember how with COVID, they would say uh, people might have it, but you won't know. Yes. You might be laying in the bed with your wife. She might have it. You won't even know. She might even take a test. Still won't know. Anybody could get it, right? Right. Now what are they doing with mental health and suicide? Check up on your friend, even though they go to church, even though they go to jujitsu, even though they say, if something happens to me, it was foul play because I'm, I'm hopeful for the future. Mm. Like, check up on your friend. And then there's memes. And, of course, TikTok's going to amplify it. And if Big Pharma can stick their cuchara, hell yeah, we could sell, sell more of these medicines. Now, uh, my sister sent me that meme. She's like, look, I don't know. I just want to check up on everybody because uh, <laughs> according to this meme, she's like, I've been seeing this a lot. 
And it says, check up on your friend, the strong friend that says, I got it and I'm good. In other words, anybody could have it and right. you, it won't show up on the test. Even if they're telling you, I'm on my way to church. Right. I love jujitsu. Yeah. I just, you know what I mean? It's like, God, jujitsu family. Okay, family right there with jujitsu. Okay, they neck and neck. But I'm still checking up on God, you. God, jujitsu family. <laughs> That's the shirt, right? Got there. your family, <laughs> <laughs> and then country, <laughs> and then country. Anyway, um, so I'm like, I pretty much said, "Hey, there's a lot of propaganda that that will help the profits of big pharma. Um, they they come to benefit from this stuff spreading. Celebrities love to virtue signal, and possibly even get paid on behalf of some like third party thing." Especially what we've learned about how Fauci and the NIH and everybody, Peter Daszak, uh, uh, Barrett, Ralph Barrick, University of North Carolina, like they, the money circulating. It's one of those where it's like, bro, you want to be a fucking scientist? Or are you trying to figure out how you own a piece of a patent mm-hmm. and get you a yacht? Line them pockets. You know what I'm talking about? Be like, yeah. How many bags? Shit. How many bags you need? Shit. Even, even Dr. Robert Malone got a yacht. He ain't tripping. He got a couple patents. It's true. And, and they censored him, even though. He helped come up with the technology to make this gene therapy, mRNA, that they use and calling it a jab. But anyway, I told my sister, I'm like, you know, I basically said, beware of the fucking, they trying to sign opinions out here. And then, and then I started looking at the meme and I'm like, okay, here, here's what we could probably uh, maybe quiz your memory. Now, the meme had... Um, Man, rest in peace. Um, Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. It had Mac Miller on there, like the little collage. It had the new guy. She's Oh, and she even said, too, like, you know, with everything that happened with Twitch, with Ellen. Right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you know, I'm just hearing so much about it. I'm just mm-hmm. checking up on everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And everybody, people mean well, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, the only, I'm not picking, I'm picking on people. I'm just going into it because I'm looking at it. I'm the paranoid uncle that looks at everything as like, like, for example, when I took this class in college called um, uh, mass, I think it was like mass communication and media or something like that. It was like part of my minor. And basically the assignment was pick a campaign like U.S. Army, Army of One, okay. for example, and deconstruct it and break it down. Mm-hmm. So now I'm applying that worldview of mine where I understand how science can be bought and pseudoscience. Remember Tom Cruise went viral again recently when he said, no, you don't understand SSRIs. It just masks the problem. There's no fulfillment there. Like, I know he's like, dude. He talked about that again? To Matt Lauer. No, it's a old. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's circulating. Right. Why are you being glib? Because apparently, apparently, um, I guess some new, some new data is unveiled that all the while Big Pharma knew that these the antidepressants, that it was junk science, that there's no such thing as chemical imbalance. I did see that, yeah. Basically, right? That's the new thing. But like, how many doctors were trying to push the la vacuna right. on us? I mean, I had to go to urgent care, stick the thing up my nose when I did the thing for HBO. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wearing this jacket, matter of fact. And uh, the lady from the, the doctor from the urgent care is like, oh, sir, you're not, Mm-mm, no, should I be? Because what's the mortality rate? Like, I'd rather take my chances with them little sniffles mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. getting or whatever. What'd you say? But, sir, you know, and I was like, so is it fully, is it 100% effective or whatever? Like, isn't it, isn't it at, at the moment, aren't they now down to 94% uh, ec- efficacy or whatever? <laughs> Trying to be smart. Yeah, hey, right. pero tú dime el efficacy. <laughs> ¿Qué es el, es el efficacy? No, 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 está pendeja, pinche eje. El, el pinche efficacy, ya lo vi. Jorge Ramos told me the efficacy. And how many doctors, were, my wife was pregnant. They're like, no, it's good for the baby, man. You're good. That way you don't want to get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, it don't even stop that. Oh, those are breakthrough cases. And then it, that and that shit wasn't even like, it wasn't understood. It wasn't understood by them. Because when here recently, over the last month or two, where people have testified from these companies and these makers and the people that were pushing it, and they asked them that direct question. What was, do you remember exactly what it was? Where it's like, prior to, you know, XYZ, did you know that this jab wouldn't, you know, or would wouldn't stop we hope transmission right we hope is that what they said oh i know burks the lady with the scarves that was behind trump yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah every time trump was up there she and he was like right we can use a light as a disinfectant right it gets in the body it kills it right Do- we'll have to you have to ask a doctor but it could be inserted maybe through a tube with the help of a doctor i'm talking about light uv light they cut the light part out yeah so you know it 
I'm, I think about this all the time, dude, because I still see people that wear the mask in their car and mm-hmm. all these crazy kind of things. And, and to go back to the doctors you were talking about, they were pushing this. What happened that everybody just, like, not everybody, because a lot there were a lot of dissenters in the medical world, but those people were immediately taken off social media, right? They were taken off the internet. So you really couldn't find them if you wanted to, like the groups or individuals like Dr. Malone or whoever, or the uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Pierre, Pierre Corey and his group of people. I forgot what they're called. It's, it's slipping my mind. But... Everyone else, they were like, all right, I don't want to lose my paycheck. I don't want to lose my career. I don't want to lose my position of where I'm at. So I'm just going to go along with this. And now more and more, especially if you saw Died Suddenly on Rumble, it's free. Go watch it. And you see more and more of the articles coming out all the time. I mean, just yesterday or day before yesterday, the Canadian health minister of whatever dies at 35 randomly of a heart attack. I guess heart attacks are up for young people. Heart attacks are up beyond belief when it comes to young people. It's because climate change. It is because of climate change and inequities and inequality and racism not enough and diversity. white privilege and not enough. Yeah, all that stuff. But no, really, like that shit really makes me think. And when I go on Twitter, I mean, I hope at one point we have no more bots. But some of the replies to the Twitter files are like, oh, part seven of the nothing burger, right? Or <laughs> all this kind of shit. I'm Fuck like, hey. what? Okay, I I think yeah. it's entertaining, but if you read it and you can make those are probably bots, bro. Yeah, but it's a lot of them, dude. It's still a ton. Like when Matt Taibbi dropped six, it was the same thing. It was like you're not tired of like these nothing burgers. Like what your your credibility is completely gone. And then seven drops. They threw him under the bus, bad. Dude, it is crazy. They're like, imagine doing PR for the richest man in the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> like MSNBC. Jenner getting on to him. <laughs> it's like, MSNBC, shut your bitch ass up. Turn Twitter off. Imagine doing general commentary for the <laughs> richest man in the world. That's all the, yeah. I'm, I'm a nice Carrying lady. water for white supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a classy lady. Yeah. I'm more of a classy traditional guy. Uh, but yeah, dude, like people are still falling in line and it's almost like they're priming a large portion of the population to brace themselves because this will happen again and you'll have friends and family that won't agree with you, you know, but you've been through it before. Like you made it through, you did what you had to do to protect your community and, you know, they might not. So you're gonna have to make a decision. You know, there might be election deniers who are probably in favor of J6. I mean, yesterday, the J6 committee, you know, searches for or pushes for whatever criminal, yeah. you know, charges. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're still on this. They're trying to hamstring trump bro teflon donny so again while we bring up trump too we got to bring up the fucking nft thing what we haven't talked oh yeah like the podcast. We haven't. Um, yeah i saw a lot of people on the right were like bro he got a fire whoever was in charge of picking this <laughs> picking the same day and then hold on all right that's the thing about QAnon, dog is like the way stuff is presented and now this is like you like you my instructor you know what i'm talking about a little bit on the Q. He cool with Q. He cool, oh, yeah, all he the cool way. with Q. Yeah, yeah, he's cool with Q. <laughs> I don't think I'd say that too confidently into the camera. All the way, he's confident with Q. All the yeah, way. He, yeah, he, yeah, yes. I mean, so is um, Bayartes, uh Vic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the so Discord. I, yeah. So, but what I'm, but here's the point I'm trying to make. Hey Vic, don't rile him up. All right. No, this, no, this is what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, <clears throat> like people were reading into it, like, oh, it's a Trump card. He's like, he's, it's a wink. Like, not only. Not only did he make like hella millions of dollars in in a twenty four hour or whatever, it was like ridiculous. Like they were like ninety nine dollars each. He sold all of them, the NFTs. Did he? Yeah, like he made like millions of dollars in sas yun chingaso way. So number one, it wasn't a bad move financially. Probably just rolled out a little weird. But but he did he did roll out something very important simultaneously, and that kind of threw everything off. You know. It was um, the Digital Bill of Rights. Right. Where he was basically saying he laid it out bullet point by bullet point. Like the big tech oligarchs, the censorship cartel. Like we have to, you know, break up these monopolies who are obviously in cahoots with, you know, basically they can be colluding with the government to attack and silence your um, lawful speech. Mm -hmm. In other words... Saying what you just said, that's constitutionally protected. However, as we've already said, the Section 230 stuff, but like, however, for whatever, you got gut, the government, intelligence agencies, and everybody else. A lot of people had a plug at Twitter. Like, say you were Fauci, and you didn't want certain doctors to be heard. Or say you had something to gain from school closures. Well, the main doctor that's saying school closures are bad, shut him up. Right. Just so happens Fauci daughter work up there. But we saw like a ton of intelligence agency. First of all, them Twitter files are like mixtapes. <laughs> it's like you ain't heard Twitter five. I oh, mean, I'm still on Twitter four. <laughs> oh man, Twitter six finna drop. 
But we on Twitter seven. Well, speaking of, so it's that, like the Carter and shit. You've you've definitely read them all, right? I'm assuming, or pretty much, yeah, them, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was I was picking up on six, and then you told me yesterday when I saw yesterday afternoon that man seven just dropped another hot you know batch number seven. So I have it in the notes. So six was basically Twitter that this is the way Matt Taibbi titled it. Uh, the thread was the FBI subsidiary was six and then seven was the fbi and the hunter uh, biden laptop story right so if you haven't read one through five do so i'm t- pretty sure most of the people listening to this have but to see the comments on those two just six and seven that came out recently that like the fbi i mean what are you talking about like they're just protecting like people on these platforms it's like the concept of what who the p- people who the group of people are the fbi and who social media is and their interactions isn't getting through to some people of why that's that's not how it's supposed it's not a good thing it's not supposed to yeah because you know, then you have like a state within a state yeah um, I guess they're just a little, um, Slow. maybe uh, they don't have, all, I don't know what the fuck, bro. <laughs> they don't have all the facts or something to where they're just kind of like, like I'll see that dude, Ted Lou and about a bunch of left, uh, like Democrat mm-hmm. type accounts. And they, you know, they nothing burger it. They're yeah. just like, okay. So apparently, however, I will push back and say this. Some of the stuff revealed in some of those Twitter file seven, one of those, where Joel Roth and some of the Twitter people started getting a look, they started pushing back a little bit to the feds, basically saying like, dog, they keep wanting these warrantless searches. And it had a name, it was like some uh, abbreviation, like three letter thing, which basically meant like, you got to hand over some shit, even though we ain't got a warrant. And they started kind of pushing back a little bit like, hey, or or they somebody wanted somebody kicked off, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, I I really don't see how this is a vio or something. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So in other words, I don't want to sit up here and, and paint it. Like, like if this was a novella, if this was a series, which it should be. It is. Which it should be, right? It, I mean, it's a real life one. It it makes it real and interesting that they weren't always 100% in accord. It was always one of those, like, who's going to backstab who? Mm-hmm. Or like, damn, are we in too deep? Or we you know too much. Okay, well, I know too much. And you typed it first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or I, I, I emailed it. Once they, once they want to, once they want to WikiLeaks all this shit, dude. Can you imagine, bro? When, from the time Elon bought Twitter and was able to look under the hood a little bit, because you got to look at code. You trying to figure out where were all these little woke millennial Marxists who never showed up to work, and what the fuck were they up to? They were all just feds. It's just kind of like who do I got to? How many feds? Right? It was like <laughs> oh, they had a whole. F- fed fraternity of like hey welcome we're gonna so you could be uh acclimated to things here on campus right and then i got a homeboy that works at apple and i used to think like man this motherfucker man he probably worked harder than a bitch now i see how big tech (laughs) i know twitter's probably the exception right apple still got to make profit and everything else yeah how many uh how many fbi agents do you think there is this is, uh, you got a number? I have a number, but this is just obviously the first thing Google pulls up. So I think it was like at least 80. And Actually, less than half of that. Really? 35,000 35, employees is what Google... Populates. Wait, how many feds though? And ex-feds? Well, the, uh, when you type in how many FBI agents are there, it says 35,000. 35,000? Yeah. In the, for the country? Yes. Okay, well, how many work at Twitter? Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about just... I was going to add... Uh, ease into like more of the FBI stuff, just like in general. Like how, so, cause my, my thinking is I don't think they would tell us how many there are. Oh, meaning there's agents that you, yeah. like you got a lot of power, bro. You like above, damn near above the law. You bitch. You flash, exactly. Yeah. Flash that fucking badge real fast. And if they need a 21 Jump street, some of this shit, like they have people in there. Exactly. Who just, you're just not going to know. How you're many, not supposed to know. How many 21 Jump street motherfuckers? They got? I would say double this. Like if there's 35, there's another 35 that we don't know. How, how many of them 87,000 IRS really, uh, Alphabet boys. About 86,000 of them. And then they work with the CIA. Exactly. And that's a whole nother. And the annual budget for the FBI. Do you want to take a, just a guess? Boy, we ain't on the list by now. <laughs> we were already there. We're just trying to make light of this guy. The AI, the AI is like, it's going to be hard to torture these two. Uh. <laughs> How much do you think the annual budget is? Just throw a number oh out there. Oh my God. Uh, oh, two billion or something? No. What is it? It's 9.7 billion. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, man. You know, they got to police us. That's crazy. You know, we can't be out here saying crazy shit on Twitter. Like, oh, I, th- I think they're using this virus as an excuse to lock us down. My, bitch, what you what'd say? What'd you say? So look, if you read a headline and then read the article that, that states, 
FBI taking agents off of uh, child sex trafficking in yeah. order to look into J6. Off and, of financial crime, you, off of terrorists. Tell them, right? So mm-hmm. if you read that, and it doesn't make you go, hmm, that's really strange. Yeah, that sounds like an overreach. Yeah. A, a, a huge overreach, right? And you're like, okay, maybe it's just, maybe they're just, uh, it's being hyperbolic about it's like, it, like, right? they almost took over the government, bro. When they went in there with their buffalo hats and their zip ties, they were going to take over the government. One of them said, where's Nancy, bro? <laughs> Where are her jugs at, bro? He had a hammer, bro. Where are the heavies? Where are the heavies at? He was at? trying to hammer some shit. And she had the heavies that needed a hammer, you know? So look, man, look, to rewind a little bit, can you imagine... When Elon first bought Twitter, he's looking under the hood. Can you imagine once he starts to stumble across stuff? And now he he imagine Elon ca- calling over like Matt Taibbi. Uh, come on over to uh, you know when you're in Texas or whatever. Like I'm gonna f- send a jet. I can't do a. South he's a hard. I, was I say can't do a, hard, a South hard. African uh, accent, but he's like. I think it's a cyborg. I'm gonna send a jet. Um, okay, and he's like. It's like you just see the uh, the uh, index cards with the yarn connecting yeah. <laughs> everything. Like, all right, so this is Yoel Roth. Right. Right? Like Always Sunny style. Yeah, because it's, think about it, bro. They could have imagined they had to somehow organize all this information. How much time did it take to be like, all right, it's like a track list. All right, Twitter 6 is going to be about this. You can't, and then Twitter 7 got to be about this. And then we're going to tell them about Baker. I forget Baker's first name. Mike. That whatever that was. Yeah, tw- that's Twitter three, or whatever. Twitter two is showing this. Twitter one, and it's like, how did you take this? Uh, how did you synthesize? Think about how much information you're like having to read Slack communication, internal messages, emails. How many fucking emails you got to read? I mean, obviously you want to go to upper management, right? All right, what did Jack know? Read all Jack. You in charge of Jack, but it's like a team of people, like scan it. Like it's like a it's like a legal case in a way. Well, like I'm, I just bought this fucking crime scene. Um. So you know we're we're going through a lot of stuff, right? We're talking about uh, Twitter, the FBI, all the intelligence, the things that we don't know. And hard then, drive from hell. Hard drive from hell. <laughs> and then it can't it can't help me, but like as you were talking, I was like, okay, let me just put this to you and tell me what you think about it. I don't even know if this audio is queued up right because last week it was not. So let me double check it. All right. What do you think of now when you hear this video? <laughs> we have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I think what he was, I'm assuming, yeah. if he read that off the teleprompter and maybe he missed a word or something, like, like maybe what he was trying to say, we put the biggest team that's going to look into voter fraud because, you know, Trump and them, mm. the Republicans, they want to like, I need to see context. Like if he was just talking for 10 minutes about how Republicans don't want black people to vote because they want to see ID and the way they zone stuff mm-hmm. and the way they they look down on ballot harvesting, they try to push back and then that gets called gerrymandering or whatever. And mm-hmm. so if he was ranting for 10 minutes about these races, oh, white men. <laughs> And that he, he definitely is not. That one he of, is not. Don't 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 okay. don't get it twisted. Don't go there. He Democrat, dog. Come on, <laughs> leave him alone. Okay. You know he's Aviator Joe. He's a uh, middle class Joe. He's Corvette Joe. He's Scranton Joe. <laughs> Corvette Joe. <laughs> get in. Get in. You get son in, of fat. A bitch. Get in, fat. <laughs> fat. <laughs> get in. <laughs> All right. So if he was ranting about that, and then he goes on to say, and that's why we put together the most extensive voter fraud organization. Listen, fat. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. This was in 2020. Uh, 2020, 2019? When was this? That's 2020. So I guess, yeah, before elections actually took place, right? Before people casted their vote. Did he just have a you know Freudian slip where he was thinking something and said something else, and he just had to keep going with it because he didn't want to like acknowledge I, it? I mean, I'm not a mind reader, and I would like to see context, because what I would hate to happen mm-hmm. is this. <clears throat> like, just based on... Because right now, we have this illusion of two parties. Mm-hmm. We all know it's a unit party. It's a purple party. Yeah. Like, they behind the scenes. Not all of them. Like, I like MTG and, like, the America First type of people. I, I like Carrie Lake. Mm-hmm. I was excited to see her win the governorship. And um, so I'm not saying they're all the same. But um, what I want, what I don't want to happen is that just based on values alone, 
let's just say that the um, voting Republican is going to just be a little bit better for you, either for your wallet or a little bit safer for your country or maybe depending on which type of Republican, because they're not all the same. Right. But like if it was Trumpitas, you know, he probably would have brought down, you know, inflation and unemployment. Well, so to, so to go back to Trumpitas, we talked about the NFTs. Uh, I look up how much money he made exactly. But when you see how many people came out, I mean, I get it that it's people's jobs, for instance, whether you're Ben Shapiro or whoever, whether you're on the right or left. They were shitting on him already? To just go ham on. I mean, yeah. They're trying to get on the DeSantis train, huh? I think they've they've been pretty hard on the DeSantis train regardless, especially with the whole Daily Wire crew being in Florida now. I don't know if that had everything to do with it, but it had something to do with it. But anybody, like, anybody who's anybody and has a platform will just jump at the opportunity to shit on Trump and the potential for him to, to ever win again. I, on the other hand, I always just kind of like, take a step back, let's look at it all, and it's like... Let's analyze like NFTs. Yeah, sure, they're kind of like on the way out. I mean, they had like a, there was a flash in the pan, but there are people that obviously still want it, right? Maybe it has access to something in the future. It's also he's announced, so it's kind of like campaign financing in a sense, right? Because he's raising money for the campaign or for him or for whatever the fuck it is. So like, why else did he do this? Like, what are what outlets is he trying to exhaust as far as like raising awareness for the campaign presidency Shit. for money? Probably gonna be a legal fund. Yeah, yeah. You, you got these people on his ass every day. Yeah. From the minute he wakes up, boy. So, because somebody said, like, the NFT drop made it seem like he's finding a way to make money just to then bounce into the shadows and, like, not run again and, like, not really make an effort. And I'm like, okay. Has he announced that he's running? Yeah, we saw it. Okay. He did it at Mar-a-Lago, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's in. He's doing it. But that's still, I mean, the bid, to put the bid in and then to actually start campaigning, which is going to be at least another year minimum away, what's going to happen between now and then, right? So to say that, like, yeah, he's just kind of going to sail off into the sunset, make his money, you know, and just raise it from his fans, super fans, and then... We're left with DeSantis and whoever else runs on the on this side. I can see that as a possibility. That's a lot of speculation. But man. I just don't... I, I can see it because anything's possible or plausible, but I don't really... I think his character arc, his his part of the movie of this novella is not complete. I mean... But that's just me. At this point... No, I feel you. At this point, man, you got to really want to uh, like save the country. Mm-hmm. Like when people... You know, like my dad would be like, no, mijo, then do you do all that political stuff at your shows or like, or whatever, right? Because I'm trying to tell him like, man, they got a Satan mm-hmm. after school club, bro. You told him that? Yeah, I'm telling him like they're confusing these kids about trans ideology because they're they're shoving it like all in the curriculum. A lot of these teachers got agendas. And then when they're confused about it, then the parent has to be all in and supportive with gender affirming mutilation. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know if I could tweet that or whatever, right? Somebody, it's just one of those things where, like, I guess the point I'm trying to make, I have no idea why I just went down that whole fucking offshoot path. <laughs> well, we're talking about kids, you know, we're talking about the government and kids and, like, uh, what they're trying to do, especially well, well, with you, well, yeah, well, you were Satanic saying, Club. Well, yeah, you were saying, like, is Trump selling the NFT to bounce into the shadow? Mm-hmm. And what I was going to say is this. Obviously, like, he didn't really have, I mean, some people would be like, well, he wanted power. Because it's like, well, he already had the money. Yeah. Okay. It's like, you almost have to, it's like that Steve Bannon speech. Where he's like, you got to think about your mission in life. Like, if you want this country to be saved, it will be saved. Right. And it's like, how risky is it to be a Mexican-American entertainer who decides to be like, hey, man, some of this stuff on the left is kind of wacky. Mm-hmm. And I know the right sure as hell ain't perfect by far. It's a whole laundry list of things, including, hey, Trump, start having better people around you, right? We right. don't want to see, too, like, you know, hey, I know a lot of them backstabbers. Some of them lie. Some of them are wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, we don't want to got We need a better job of, like, hey, bro, next time you get you a little Fauci in there that's talking stupid, mandalo la chingada, way. But anyway, or, like, hey, they didn't let him pardon Assange. They didn't let him pardon Snowden right. and, and those types of things. But, but, but. He's obviously on the um, uh, like finger to the pulse of what people want to see. Like the digital bill of rights, unfortunately, was overshadowed by some distraction of like, is it a Trump card? Is it 4D chess? Uh, why, why did he drop an NFT? Why was that his announcement? Like the timing, and then you gave Ben Shapiro and them a little bit of access to fucking run controlled opposition type shit and when you think about what they did with twitter too you can't help but wonder how much influence they had with meta altogether and all the other platforms youtube google yeah. like it's not just twitter this 
if this is what we've already known in the last three weeks or so of Twitter, how much do you think deep state behind the scenes things are happening at all the other platforms and how like how angry does that make most voters right yeah and then you have you decide to have a political podcast yeah where you're having to chime in mm-hmm. about things that could arguably be labeled medical misinformation yeah just because or just we haven't seen any doctors on twitter say what you're saying yeah well because y'all don't kick them off facts and it's like the minute joe rogan starts to interview doctors all of a sudden he's a pariah He's, in, he's, you know, he's, a, he's a dumb meathead who turned green because he was eating horse paste. And he's racist on top of that. Yeah. That's the opinion they were assigning people. Um, I'm going to shift over to this clip that I wanted you to watch. We were talking about, oh, Chingo's over here before the show doing uh, doing like overhead presses, get some curls, got to get the blood flowing. I like that, right? Mm-hmm. And Juan and I were talking about just uh, like Americans being on the soft side. Things are easy. We're comfortable, right? We were talking about like uh, military recruitment earlier before you got here. So do you have any, any takes on like just the, the, the way that the country, as far as men and the whole male toxic, uh, male, what is it? The fucking, yeah, yeah. Toxic machismo. And toxic masculinity. Yes. That, <coughs> that needs to be Theo Juve's mixtape. Toxic really, machismo. Dude, that's a good idea. I mean, that could be a t-shirt too. We need a graphic designer. It's going to be Theo Juve and it's going to say toxic machismo. Bring back. I'm bringing toxic machismo back. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea. That will not be one of the tracks. Don't worry, yo. Fucking why not? Um, yeah, so, oh man, that, that could be a whole podcast, bro. That should, like, be, that should be the kickoff for, for Thursday's episode, honestly. But I okay, do want to okay. show you this clip, and we'll go out on this clip. Because I was watching the UFC over the weekend. The last card of the year was, um, uh, it was Cannon here versus this gentleman right here, Sean Strickland. And it was just so funny. Like, this was kind of fitting for the conversation we were having a little bit earlier, and I wanted to get your take on it. So let's shift it over. Unmute it, because Instagram loves to mute everything from the jump. fucking MMA pussies, dude. I don't know what the fuck happens. How many fucking Americans are you see fucking kicking ass? You don't see many. You see a lot of these foreign motherfuckers that are like wrestling fucking bears. (laughs) America's just fucking soft, dude. And I know the word controversial gets swung around a lot. They've called you the most controversial fighter. I just think you're, you're very misunderstood. Have you ever fantasized about taking someone's life it's that primitive side of you that you want to fucking kill someone i mean i've done it in fucking sparring to where a guy walks in and i tell him like i know from your record that i could fucking do whatever i want to you i could shorten your life i could fucking kill you oh he let him know like that yeah and it's a it's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll end your life but it's an overarching message right tim kennedy's talked about it whether it's david goggins whether whoever it is that it's not good to have these like desires for low T, right? Low T's poor. We talk, kind of talked about that. And uh, and yeah, it's just concerning. I was telling Juan when we were talking about it all, like it's hard sometimes to like make light and silliness of the subjects like that because if you're looking at the trajectory of the country and you have a wife and kids, you want to feel comfortable where it's going. Right path, wrong path, right? Going back to that. And it just feels like a ton of people don't have the aspiration, not even for themselves, but to make sure that this machine of a country continues in like the right direction. Okay, have you seen Yellowstone 1883? No. All right, so it's one of the um, origin stories, like a prequel. Okay. It has uh, Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, and a bunch of other people. Word. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yellowstone 1983. <clears throat> 1883. 1883. Yeah, motherfucker. God damn, 83. Golly. Where would I have heard Rob Bass? <laughs> I stand by that. You, your, your older siblings, well, they they didn't jam none of that. They shit. do. They, I mean, when I was in San Marcos, my brother the whole time. He, I mean, he's got fucking. He's a huge hip hop head, which I am too. But just not like I just don't get. It. Like he was playing a what's what was the group with like Faith Hill and uh, Faith Hill. Oh, was it Faith Hill Faith or no? Fa- uh, no, uh, Lauren Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Lord have mercy. What's the Lord have Fuji's. Fuji's. There you go. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, this is great. I just never found myself going and listening to it. I just, I guess, I, it never resonated with you me. You were like younger, that. bro. Like my brother's 45. Yeah, 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 you were younger. So I was in high school in New Jersey while this rap group see, from, from see, New Jersey yeah, imagine the impact. had just dropped. And we're like, they're from up the street. Yeah. They're from like, uh, from there, from that town. They might have been like an hour max Who from, from, from the prep school. Who was in that? Uh, Fuji's, um, Praz, Lauren Hill, White Club. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Sorry, that's where that's where we're talking. About. But no, yeah, 1983 mm-hmm. or 18. No, yeah. Anyway, the fucking TV show is 1883. <laughs> um, now, the reason I bring it up is because this is during the time that the Comanches controlled the center of the country, right? When people were trying to expand westward, either for the gold rush or some type of better life. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, they have a little family. Um, I guess two, uh, a, she's like a teenage, she's like a young lady, I guess 18, mm-hmm. right? Because she ends up having her whole love story. She fucking falls in love with a Comanche and all this other shit. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway, it's, a, it's the origin story to Yellowstone, right? So it kind of tells the story of how maybe um, the characters from Yellowstone, like they're uh antepasados like generations prior uh-huh. when they first made it to montana uh, how did that happen that so they're cool so it's rough times mm-hmm. it's like uh somebody goes to like pop a squat in the woods and they're like where are you going to dream about indoor plumbing <laughs> and they're having to rough it out all mm-hmm. the time so the women if they have kids and the husband gets shot by or by a comanche or somebody how the fuck she gonna make it so like there's a character who like she's like i need a man she's like throwing herself at dudes because it's like i got kids i'm out here trying to survive Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and it gets interesting because there's scenes where it's like i made you some stew it's like where'd you get meat from and it's like i caught a rabbit and he's eating he's like what else rattlesnake so basically, it's like, where'd you get meat from? Yeah. It ain't all with H-E-B. What the fuck are you talking about? Since it was in the freezer and I thawed it out. Yeah. Right? It's where the fuck you get protein. And I told my wife, back then, protein was appreciated. They would pray for the bison. They'd rip the heart out like the Comanches. Hunting. Um, hey, we, we're trying to move this cattle. We might have to, we need meat for, for these immigrants we're trying to transport to Oregon. Right? right. So it's like... Meat is a major issue when you're trying to have some fucking nutrients. Now, in modern day times, people trying to do away, they trying to have as little meat as possible. They're like, oh, and it's good for you. Like, dude, uh, Marisol had a pop-up. Shout out to her apparel. Shout out to everybody who went to the post and was shopping. Um, People were, we need a change, right? She's like, oh, shit, I need petty cash, right? She's mm-hmm. like, here, go spend this. Go break this up so I can have some change. And I seen some big ass chocolate chip cookies, like crazy homemade. These people had a booth. And I was just ready to get the cookie and break the bill. And they're like, oh, and they're vegan too, so they're good for you. And, you know, it ain't got all that bad stuff like butter and eggs. <laughs> Put that cookie right back down. So I'm like, what's oh, in it? Bro, they needed to stop. Like they needed to, they were, they went past the sales point. Like I, I already was going to buy a cookie. Yeah. You're doing way too much back there, sir. He's like, oh, and it's good for you, too. You don't have to feel guilty because you didn't got all that bad. It got soy in it. You know, You're losing the sale, man. And I was like, no. I ended up fucking buying it anyway because it's like, bro, I already agreed. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's in my hand. I got the bill out. And they weren't the only ones with them big-ass, fat-ass cookies. Yeah. Then, psh, them motherfucking mm. sauce. Chocolate chip? Oh, they had everything, bro. They had like... But what'd you get? One that was... Um, I think it was chocolate yeah. chip. But they had one that was like s'more, marshmallow, dark chocolate, this and milk chocolate. You know, it's like chunks, M&M's. Sweets around the holidays, bro? It's hard to say no. And you know what, man? También los tamales and like, um, maybe there's a, maybe there's that genetic code in us to where your body knows, hey, bitch, it's winter. Mm. Like, it's like you're craving... You 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 can't be in my opinion. I mean, it's. I'm sure like Sean the trainer, he's probably like, what? Yeah. You think I do pan dulce, bro? Right. Just because it's cold outside. Yeah. And it's like, no, we do. Yeah. Like we definitely do. It's cold and rainy. Like empanadas, the fucking marranito, las conchas. The camote or the. Espérate, güey. <laughs> this motherfucker love bringing us some camote on a goddamn political <laughs> podcast. So what I'm getting at is this: I believe those shows are popular because there's that visceral super inner thing where like that connection like seeing you know the horses and all this type of shit but back then bro like it was hard times what's the equivalent of that today what's the equivalent of that of a shitty day (laughs) yeah of like uh, you know back then it was like fuck comanches are like cattle thieves we gotta go there's no me some dude they had a and one of the episodes started where you hear the voiceover and the lady saying like death was always around the corner or whatever right yeah. and you see someone going to like a chick going to pop a squat dude mighty soul jumped out the bed bro because you the way they edit it it's like they show different people uh one of the wagon wheels falls off boom you could have died like that yeah uh you were helping push the wagon the wagon could have fell on you you could have died like that or uh they had one chick she went to pop a squat in the woods and then 
they kind of show like her butt a little bit, and then you you see that you see the rattlesnake, mm-hmm. and then ah, somebody so ah, she's like, oh my fucking, I was not ready for that. I can feel it just by watching the TV. Imagine how messy it was back then too. Like you, you said three times, like you know she went to go pop a squat. I couldn't help but think, like how messy were, th- were things back then? I mean, bro, Mexico. I mean, that's true. The ranchito, depending on how rural. Yeah. And how back in the day... I had I the outhouse at the very least. Yeah, yeah. outhouse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but cleanup-wise, though, I'm saying, yeah, messy. I, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't really know what all technology, but like, like there's a part of the story where they're having to transform some like German immigrants or something, and like one of them has smallpox. Hey, bitch, go find your little spot by the river to lay down you, to go die comfortably, but don't be spreading that shit. Do you think that... Uh, and I guess we'll leave it with this. Do you think that we're... As a people, have to, we have to be stuck in this perpetual generational gap of information. Do you think that finally, like maybe because of what's happening with the internet right now, we're going to get to a point where we can decipher, is it going to get easier or, or harder or easier to decipher real information versus fake information? One, that's question one. Oh my Lord, you, boy, you'd be bundling up questions. Okay, go on. Is it going to be easier or harder? That's the first question though. Just do you okay. think it'll be easier or harder to decipher information for our kids? So when our, when our four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds are in their 20s and 30s, do you think they'll have... I would say this. Depends on how they're educated and what schools they go to. And that's what I was going to next, too, right? Like, my original question was going to be, like, are we stuck in this perpetual... Like, why is... You have to go through these parts of your life where you're so just oblivious to how things work. Is it, again, back to the parents, right? Back to the school? Back to the meme about suicide, check up on your friends. When it's like Mac Miller, that was fentanyl. It was laced. Right. Who else was... um, a bad guy in the little coat. Uh, Farley. Farley. How did he die? Was that an overdose? That's drugs as well. Yeah. Was it accidental? I don't. Well, I don't know, honestly. Okay, so we don't really know about that one. Uh, I forget who else. Uh, Brittany. It was a pill-related thing. The actress, Brittany Murphy. Yeah. What happened with her? <clears throat> was that accidental? Was that laced a black market pill? She had the same uh, trainer as as Yay. Mm-hmm. But do you remember how, how that happened? I heard drugs. But was it suicide? No, I don't think so. Okay. So this whole little meme was very convenient for Big Pharma to be able to cover their tracks. In other words, teenage teenage girl, this is a regular person, not celebrity. Yeah. Teenage girl, her mother dies. She gets sad. They take her to the doctor. They prescribe her. They put her on some shit. Mm. That has side effects. For and sure. then she kills herself. So was it... She got sad because her mom died, then she killed herself? Or that was a side effect. That was suicidal thoughts from a medicine that Big Pharma profited from. And they're able to just put out a meme saying, anybody could have it. Anybody could get it. Check up on your strong friend. It always says, I got it. I I like jujitsu. I go to church. (laughs) Like, I am hopeful. If anything happens to me, there was some shenanigans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You it's have a like, way with words, Shingo Bling. I don't know. You got a way with words, dog. From a meme to this fucking message to the people. It's pretty damn good. How can I profit off that skill? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it. You're doing right. it. Uh, yeah, man. So if you want bonus content, this is the last week of the year, is it not? Let me look at the date real quick. Yeah, this is going to drop on the... No, next week will be the last week. It's the week before... And I think these might be on the new website. Yes, yes. The new website is dropping. By this time next week, it will already have uh, launched. But you know what? I want to end with this because this is the public episode. Crowder, I was telling Chingo yesterday, is leaving the blaze. And I've been watching closely because I watch Crowder often more than any other commentator. And he's leaving the blaze to go basically either find a new home. Who knows what that'll be? How crazy if it's like the Daily Wire, right? Or if it's a Rumble exclusive or a Spotify or whatever it is. He's, he's trying to find a new home or he's going to build out his own network like the Daily Wire or the blaze, right? The problem was that I that I heard is that the Blaze isn't giving him the info of his fans, of his listeners. I, I said 300 million yesterday. I meant 300,000. Yeah, you kept saying 300 I know, million. I know. As I left, I was like, why the hell did I say million? So 300, at the minimum, 300,000 subscribers to Mug Club or the show altogether. He doesn't have that information, right? For as long as I've said anything about business or marketing, like you want to try to attain your fans' numbers and emails just to be able to touch base and sell them the services or products that they want from you. Mike Lindell was making 10 to 15 grand a day with his text marketing and then Verizon took it away. Case in point. So back so, in the day, they called it the Google slap. So about 10 years ago, Google uh, were, were slapping entrepreneurs when it came to their AdSense account and their marketing account. And then the, then the big uh, Facebook slap started happening while all the Facebook ads and the algorithm were changing. And, uh, and to this day, you can just have your Facebook ad account just completely just wiped because 
they want to. Kind of similar to like your Twitter account getting wiped. They don't give you an excuse. They just get rid of it. If you have their information, if you have that email list or the phone list, like you're you're better off, you know, setting up your shop again or over or a new somewhere else if you have that info. So chinglebling.com is where you can just sign up for the newsletter. If you're not subscribed to any part of the Patreon or anything else or Rockfan or nothing, just go put in the email so that you know when shows are going up live, when merch is going up, when more new episodes of the show or anything else is happening, because otherwise you're beholden to big tech again. And it's crazy that Crowder being the biggest political commentator doesn't have his email list. That blew my mind. Like, that is unfortunate. And he partnered with people that wouldn't share that information. Exactly. Partner, I mean, this is talking about Glenn Beck. We're talking about this other conservative platform. So I know yeah. business is business, but at the same time, like, you have to be able to protect your ass. Yeah, some hoe-ass shit. Hoe-ass shit. They're like, we don't want no competition. Yeah. So, again, until there's a mutual... He, there was supposed to be a mutual, like, announcement of all this, but it wasn't. It was just Crowder and, and Mud Club. So I'm interested in seeing or reading in the, in the future why that was. Like, why did you withhold that from them? Yeah. But till then, shingleplane.com. First show, uh, I love that. Yes, please give us your email. Yeah, at the very least. I'm not even asking for your number, but if you want to give it to us as well, go ahead. We won't spam you. And we no. got to make them emails good so you can open them. Yeah. So thank you guys. Y'all be good. Peace. <laughs>